Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, no Joe Marino. Joe on his way to Buffalo Bills training camp this week. So uh, uh, everybody listening, welcome to Draft Dudes. Today is Monday, August 8th, 2022. And uh, Chris Schubert and I are going to have you covered for TDN's latest mock draft, courtesy of the Damian Parson Full-time Dame, Bucket Hat Dame. He's collected a number of, of nicknames from us here at TDN along the way, and we're going to tear his Mock Draft 1.0 to shreds, Christopher. Happy Mock Draft Monday day to you. No sticks here as far as I'm concerned, unless you got a good one. No, no sticks here. Happy Mock Draft Monday to you. And this is a fun one, right? Last week was kind of our intro to bringing Mock Draft Monday wow. back. You Shame had the first one. Directly at 1. me. 1.0. But the, Threw me the right real, under the bus. No, but the real the real intent behind the Mock Draft Monday series is for us to react to other people's mocks inside mm. of the TDN family, inside the TDN umbrella. And that's what we're going to do today because Damien had his version 1.0. But before we get into that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball. Maybe perhaps you wanted to bet on the Mets this weekend when they took on the Braves Ooh. for five straight games. If you bet on the Mets, you did pretty well because they made won some money for yourself. five games. Yeah. And now they have a six and a half game lead in the National League. Yeah. No, Kyle's still not concerned about the Braves. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. You can use our promo code BLEAVE50. That's B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Game starts. Hey, Chris, by the way, happy sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch day today. I. I, I I would go as far to say that you made that up, but I know you and I saw your eyes dash to the screen. So you I didn't. didn't make that up. I okay. did not make that up. Sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch day today. I, I guess out in the Midwest where there's a lot of farms, these are what people do to entertain themselves. I guess. I guess. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so I have a, for, for the sake of content, I do want to make a disclaimer for, for this, um, this podcast, and I did not tell you this beforehand, but we're in the weeds now and we are recording, so there's no going okay. back. Okay, I okay, love it. I have not read the mock yet. What Love this. I absolutely love that this is how we're going to do this. So I everything is pure organic for me. It's fantastic. Because can I, can I share a secret with you? You haven't read it either? I've only seen the first three picks. Okay. Yeah, that's, so that's I, I see pick one, pick two, and the team who picks three, of course, this is courtesy of the Super Bowl odds, so it will be Chicago Bears just like it was last time. But I do not know who they picked. 
Sure. So let's, I think let's start here, right? And I think you're going to see a theme here until football games get played and potentially the narrative around this change. Will Anderson's going one, Jalen Carter's going two. Like, that's how this is going to go for a little bit. These, this is the track we're going to be on for a short period of time until well, games get played, until things change. Probably. Could I see, could I see like Joe saying, well, the Texans, if they pick one overall, then their season doesn't go the way they want it to. And then Davis Mills isn't the guy. Yeah. Would I endorse picking a quarterback, any of these quarterbacks over Will Anderson? Probably not right now, based on what we know. But, like, could you not see Joe throwing that curveball? And, like, we're, we're going to have Brentley and, and Keith at Dumox as well. So, maybe. But it should stay this way with Will Anderson at one and Jalen Carter at two. I would like to talk about number three because I'd like to ask you a question. And this is sort of a comparison point. There it is. Just the Bears so in Damien's mock take Paris Johnson Jr. In your yep. mock – you had them take Peter Skaronsky. Yes. So there is a there is a conversation here of, okay, two different people have identified a similar need for the Bears, and I don't think it would be a shock to anybody to say, hey, they need help protecting Justin Fields. Right. But there's a difference in the player selected here, so I'd be intrigued to hear your thoughts because you did this last week, and you put a different lineman here, and both were available. Yes. Um, so Skaronsky was purely a need pick. For me, and the way I justified it was twofold. Uh, I think Paris Johnson has a higher ceiling based on his his physical traits. Uh, but Skaronsky's actually played left tackle. And like having tackle tape is important. And we're, we're only going to get a chance to see that for Johnson this year. He was playing inside at Ohio State last year. And, and Skaronsky is maybe not as long, maybe not as dynamic, but I took the guy who I knew what I was getting because the last thing the Bears can afford to do is draft an offensive tackle at number three and it be a developmental project type player and it doesn't come together because he only one, played one year of tackling college. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it. Now, I see where Dame's coming from to say, hey, if you're looking at the profile of offensive tackles that usually go in this stratosphere, they usually look more like Paris Johnson than they do Peter Skronsky a team that already had a need at the position, and then you have the situation with we don't know if Tevin Jenkins is going to play for the Bears long-term, and I see your reaction, so I'm going to phrase it this way. Four quarterbacks go inside the top ten. I only got the five. Well, I'm going to read all four of them, and then we can react to all of them in bunches. The Panthers at four taking C.J. Stroud. The Giants at five taking Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. At seven, Mm. the Lions take Bryce Young and Will Levis. Quarterback from Kentucky falls all the way to number eight where the Seattle Seahawks take him. So those are the four quarterbacks that go inside the top 10. I'm scrolling through very quickly to see if there are any. And I, I is, is Kyle, Kyle, are you typing up a note to Damien as we're doing the show? Is that what you're just doing right there? It sounds like. No, but I, I do want to make sure the statistic that I'm going to bring up right now is going to be accurate because I don't want the well, actually, that's going to come along the ways. But this man, this man. Put Anthony Richardson with 66 career pass attempts and a 59% completion at number five overall. He actually did it. He did. Seven touchdowns to six interceptions in his career. Now, he does admit that this is purely a physical abilities projection, right? So he's done this twice now because he did it with Paris Johnson, too. Okay, so we have two of these inside the top five. Dave's betting on traits. 
And I think it's important to note that these are the only four quarterbacks, the four that I read, that are taken. So there's no guy sneaking into the back round. I know you you snuck in Tanner McKee, right, the Stanford quarterback? I did. But that came in the the 20s to Seattle with their second first-round pick when I did it. No other quarterback sneaks into the first round other than the four that we mentioned. So four in the top eight, and then that's it for Dame in version 1.0. And maybe maybe I have PTSD. But, but. I remember last year, this time last year, another Florida quarterback, Emory Jones, was a buzzy name, toolsy, mobile, big arm, forks up. That's right, Chris. Uh, But Emory Jones had 86 career pass attempts and then flopped massively for Florida this year to the point where he did transfer and is now a member of the Arizona State Sun Devils program. Um, And all of the wind is out of the sails of, of that draft profile. So, it's just for me, I I conceptually can't get behind 66 pass attempts, top five, especially with some of the other guys that are out here on the market. So Dame, uh, out of left field, man, he got me good because I saw C.J. Stroud at Florida Carolina and said, okay, like, yeah, you could see Carolina going for the flashiest, splashiest, sexy name that's out there, even if it might or might not be the right pick. And then the Giants at five, Anthony Richardson. I, so the Jets pick at ten, and they take Trenton Simpson. Ooh. I would like to, I would like to send a message to my friend Damon, ask him to change the pick because I'm going to read a tweet uh, to you that just happened at training camp today. That what, what I would like to change the selection here from the Jets, uh, from, from the Jets, from Jets camp. On the second play of practice, this happened two minutes ago. On the second play of practice, Makai Becton suffers apparent injury to the surgically repaired right knee and limps off to the locker room. He's limping badly. So I'd like to just make a change and select the right tackle with this pick if that could be uh, allowed. Oh, so here's the challenge. The next offensive tackle, and I'm, I'm scrolling quick, quickly because I don't want to digest too much of like the actual picks. Uh, Skaronsky at 21 to Dallas. And that's it for the first round. You're picking a 10. So this, there, there were a couple spots when I did my mock too, where you kind of hit the bump in the road that says, man, I don't know that I necessarily like any of these value picks for the range that they're going in. And it will declare itself because we, we said this last year too, in certain stretches of the, of the first round. And it, we felt like it evened itself out and you felt pretty good about the, the value that you got all the way through the first round. But there was probably three separate spots for me when I did mine. And this was kind of the start of that first one that says, Hey, unless you're going to just explicitly draft for need, um, you're having a hard time selling yourself on some picks. And Trenton Simpson, linebacker, Clemson, uh, dynamic football player. Uh, I see some parallels in, in his usage to what uh, Micah Parsons was for Dallas and at Penn State. You you obviously like that. But betting on him being that version of the player, and I see Micah is a name that, that Damian uh, invoked here in talking about this pick of 10, is um, I don't know how often you want to – bet on living in that world where you're getting that kind of production from a a player uh, because that's what makes Micah special is the fact that it is rare for a player like that to come in and have that kind of impact. But I see the vision that he has and it's not a bad player, but uh, the Makai news is, is tough. Is that Max Mitchell or is that um, Chuma Idoma? 
Well, that's that's going to be the fun part. They also had their green and white scrimmage over the weekend, and Dwayne Brown was in attendance. Uh, they brought him in uh, to talk with him. And he he was seen having conversations on the sideline with Salah, with Douglas, and with Woody Johnson. And so there were jokes on Saturday of, you can't let him leave the building because they need the depth. Well, you get her, better get him back on the phone. And, and now I you need to start. Yeah, and now he's going to probably be your starter. And I wonder if Max Mitchell starts to get some more team reps. So I'll, I'll, you know, something to just keep an eye on here. Quick, uh, quick, quick round of applause for the Jets okay. for uh, the last play from the green and white scrimmage, which was very yes. cool. Uh, very, very cool. I don't know if everybody saw that. Chris, do you remember um, the the young person involved in, in anything of their story? I know I had seen it and then traveled and my brain melted. So I, I don't want to get the, the, that wrong because it's very cool, very poignant moment with the Jets. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they had um, a kid. His name was uh, AJ uh, that they brought out for the last play um, of the game. Uh, and this is a kid that is suffering from uh, cerebral palsy. And so they brought him out on the field for the last play. He got the score touchdown. The team surrounded him, did the whole celebration. So it was a very cool uh, and touching moment to end uh, the green and white scrimmage, which was very successful. The, the crowd the crowd had a great time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a cool environment. And then to, to top it off with – and Salah, I, I got to give uh, Coach Salah credit. He does this stuff a lot, like all the time. He, he tries to do stuff like this and really interact with the community the best he can. And so this is just another example uh, of that. Can we talk about the wide receivers? I have, a, I have all the wide receivers that are selected, and I'd love to get your thoughts on the group as a whole when I tell you where they're going. Starting at 13, correct? I'd like to No, start starting at six. At six. That's yeah. where I'd like to start. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Because uh, Keishon Bouti goes six to the Jacks. We have – Jackson Smith and Jigba, 13 to the Patriots. We have Jordan Addison, 16 to the Titans. We have, I'm scrolling very quickly here. My apologies. Quinton Johnson, 25 to the Baltimore Ravens. I like and then that. And the last one, you have Jermaine Burton to the Buffalo Bills at 31. Oh. Burton's two other interesting. Pass, two other pass catchers make it in, but they don't play wide receiver. So we'll well, is, that a, is that a tease? Is that what they, the, the biz call a tease? It's in the, yeah, it's what they call a tease, yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, I I know the appeal for both Damian and Keith are, are super high on Kayshawn, and they've talked about his explosiveness and potential versus production versus the environment that he actually plays in, and um, so I get I get why he's projected at that stratosphere. Smith and Jigba as uh, a, a Patriots addition, you'd certainly like the route running and the separation, especially when you you pair what they brought in this offseason for. Uh, a traditional possession receiver and a, a traditional vertical Z receiver uh, in the draft. So uh, you're kind of reworking the whole receivers group. And I can see the vision that's there. Uh, Tennessee needs another name. I think Addison might be my favorite to be wide receiver one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Johnson is a fit in Baltimore. I really like he's a home run hitter on the outside, big, long vertical speed, long strider. Uh, he's going to run routes that that Lamar thrives at uh, as far as the deep stuff down down the field. Uh, and then Burton's the interesting one uh, because you've got Khalil Shakir. We're all making a um, a big prognosis for Gabe Davis as wide receiver too. And uh, Isaiah McKenzie is apparently like the bee's knees this year in camp. So uh, I think that's an interesting pick, but I do think Buffalo with – how much they throw the football, you'd be wise to have a lot of depth there at that pick. So, experience TV, music, podcasts, and games like, like never, never before, before with the Sonos Ray, the new clear 
Uh, the new compact, easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of all your entertainment with clear, crisp dialogue and perfectly balanced bass. Just plug in the power cable, connect to your TV, and get set up in the Sonos app within minutes. Before you know it, you have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of content from all of your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to shop Ray now. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Listen, anytime you're sick, you take medicine, you take care of yourself. When your car is having trouble or it needs an oil change, you go, you take care of it, you get it fixed because you want to keep those things in your life healthy. You want to keep those things right. Well, how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one from your entire life? That's how your brains work, so we need to treat them the same way. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps, but there's also better help online therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy with video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions, so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash draftdudes. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash draftdudes. Kyle, can I, can I share something with you that it might just be only a me thing, but it happens every time I see this person's name in a mock draft for 2023? Sure. So at 23, Henry Toto is going to the Seattle Seahawks. Every time I see his name, I'm like, Henry Toto is back at school? Because he was in so many mock drafts in 2022 that when he ultimately decided to go back to school and then we're like, okay, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it next year. My, there's there's just a, a link missing in my brain to be able to put two and two together, and I just forget every time. I'll tell you, Toto is a good player too. I just cross-checked him at the end of last week and a uh, very instinctual football player. He's um, – He's not overly big, so he's not quite like Noah Sewell for being super physical. He's not as twitched up and versatile as as Trenton Simpson, but like as a well-rounded, do-it-all, second-level stack linebacker, Toe Toe's, it's a good fit. And I, I really like that pairing with Seattle at 23, Curtis, the pick uh, from the Denver Broncos to go with Jordan Brooks. And suddenly you got a couple of backers that can really make an impact in space and in the passing game as well as fitting – the run and being pressure players. And and I think that's one of the general themes. Interestingly enough, we did the NFL roster assessments uh, over the course of this summer, where we had our, our scouts go through all the NFL rosters and, and kind of grade and gauge uh, the, the caliber of players. And one of the consistent themes for like the defenses that you would typically associate with being at the top of the list for, for best defenses it's having quality players at that undervalued position at linebacker. So if you're going to tell me Seattle's going to come out of here with Toe Toe and Jordan Brooks, you really like that as an infrastructure because it allows you again to stay multiple within your more of your base and nickel personnel to be able to fit the run and simultaneously play the pass and not have liabilities on the field. So I like that pick for Seattle a lot. I think everybody uh, assumes and knows that Michael Mayer is going to be tight end one more than likely and is going to be uh, in the first round. What if I told you there were two tight ends in this mock draft from our guy, uh, Damian Parson? What would you, Dame Wild, but I, I I like the pick and I like the player. I don't know that it maybe it's maybe it's a little rich, but that's what this uh, time of year is for, is getting a little wild and putting some flags in the ground. And He did that because he put South Dakota State tight end Tucker Kraft to the Chargers at 28. 28 overall. And listen, the last time South Dakota State tight end got drafted early on, it worked, worked out pretty well. pretty well, right? And uh, 
Kraft isn't quite as dynamic as Goder. Uh, Dallas Goder with Philadelphia is, of course, the other tight end that I'm referring to. Uh, but he's a very productive player and got very good ball skills. So um, if Kraft is able to to piece together a big jump this year, I don't think top 50 is out of the realm of possibility for him. So I know that's that's a name people will see and say, hey, wait, wait, what? Right? You kind of have the triple take. And yes, you read that right, South Dakota State. Not even North Dakota State, avid NFL pipeline. Not even North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Tight end you, perhaps. Who knows? What, what I find so much fun about this process is how fresh it is at this point of the year because we're going based off of the tape from last year and the tape from these players in their, their short careers entering into the season. And we don't have new tape that cha- is going to change this yet. And so it's very fresh. It's still very raw. It's still – it's a fluid changing process. And so to see where – I think the fun part for me, not being a member of the scouting team, is to see where all of you are going to check in here before games right. get played. Like, that's right. the fun part, is to see where, okay, this person's high on this player. This person's a little higher on – like, that part of it is really fun to me. And so, to be able to have the comparison now between yours and, and Damien's, I think, is, is really fun. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's hard. The, the first time you sit down and carve it out, it's pretty tough because it's – you don't have a lot of norms to tie it to. You're kind of asking yourself these exploratory questions with all the teams together. And then once you do the first one and you kind of, or you're able to identify like what the short list was. And then like the draft, the mock at one point starts to write itself because players at other positions that a team would need are eliminated because they get drafted elsewhere. And at some point you just get like these BPAs that it's just, it's too good of a, a deal to pass up. And, um, that that process for me, I think, looked a little different than Dame based on just where Dame has some guys going, uh, like Paris Johnson and Anthony Richardson, who we talked about already, and then uh, Christian Gonzalez, who went 15 to the Arizona Cardinals as another high-ceiling pick, Gervin Dexter to the Raiders. You know that That's actually a pairing I, if I remember correctly, had for myself as well, uh, but that is still more of a bet-on-traits type projection. Um Tucker Craft, Bijan Robinson to the Dolphins at 22. Surprise, the Dolphins still have a first round pick. I feel like a <laughs> bunch of trolls I mean, on, on social forgot that because they were going off last week when the news dropped on Tuesday. But are, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this statement? I don't know if you've ever thought of this. You are the only person at TDN who will write a 32 pick. 32. A 32 pick mock draft for 22. I'm glad I could I jump on the grenade and do the long one this year, everybody. You're welcome. Yeah. So. <laughs> So there's that. And then the other thing that, that I, I, I would love to get your thoughts on, right? And tell me if, if you disagree here, but this is the most projection that this process is ever going to be because it's a double-edged projection. It's your projection on the players because we have not seen them play what would be their final year before making a jump. But it's also a massive projection on the teams because you don't know what players are, could potentially develop between now and draft time because they haven't played either. Like this is the furthest out that you are from knowing what a team needs and what the player could potentially be. Right. This is this is the fun one when it's all said and done. This is the fun one to go back and measure yourself to and say, what positions did I get right for the teams? And even not just right. in the first round, right? Like look at the top 100 picks. Did the position that I give X team in round one, was that a position that they ultimately ended up drafting in the first three rounds of the draft? And if, if it is, then 
you got a, a nose and a feel for their juncture at that individual position, because of course you can't account for free agency. You can't account for player trades and all that jazz. And, but I like to look at it through that scope. And then, yeah, you like to go back and count and say, okay, how many guys that I put in actually went in the first round? Is it over half? How many of them went back to school? So it's like guys that actually went in the first round minus guys who went back to school. And like, for me, I'm hoping for that number to be single digits. Right. I think that that's in my mind this early in the process to, to stay true to exactly what you're saying about how uh, much forecasting there is on both sides of this. If you got a mock where you had less than 10 players who were in the draft pool that ultimately did not go in the first round and teams picked all the positions, as many of the positions as, as possible, in the first three rounds, you had yourself a great mock. Now, I'm probably going to have to now talk myself into going back and looking at last year's and doing that for me. But I, if my memory serves me correctly, you know what? it was nine. I think I had nine players last year after players who went back to school that did not see, go in the first round. Let, oh, uh, let me see if I can find it. This is going to be tough, but I'm searching something very, very specifically because I'm trying to find like exactly – the the byline of it and if i look it up what do i i, I can get, tell you i i, I found um no never mind i keep finding I, your i keep finding this year's version good good it means we're indexing well yeah that's the only version i can find i can't find <laughs> excellent yeah no um we'll we'll have to come back we'll have to come back but uh, also um, a theme a theme that's that, that is um Emerging very, very quickly. Corners and wide receivers. Corners and wide receivers. The theme so far. Yeah, it's a... Um, those are good groups. And I think there's a lot of talent in a lot of different spots this year. Maybe not necessarily where you would hope, like offensive tackle, it's wide open right now. Quarterback, I think it's more open than people generally give it credit for being. I think people just associate the star power of big programs and say, Oh yeah, we're good at quarterback. Well, I don't know that we're necessarily there yet, but there are some position groups where I think you are just loaded with talent this year. Now, some of them are not your traditionals. And I think that's, what's going to make it fun to see how the scales kind of balance themselves out as we go from here. But courtesy of Dame, Damian Parson, we have another Monday in the books here at draft dudes, Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, Chris, any parting thoughts? Yes. I got to tease the next couple of days of content. We're Please doing do. a very big project here on Draft Dudes. You guys, the TDN Scouting Department, released for public consumption the TDN 100 watch list because the TDN yes. 100 is coming out later this month, and you put together tiers of players uh, and buckets of players that could potentially make up the TDN yes. 100. So we're going in depth on the show the next two days. So tomorrow, there are four tiers in total. So tomorrow on the show, Joe's back. Tiers four and three will be discussed, breaking down in depth, talking about specific players that maybe stood out to the guys who they would, they're potentially going to make a case for, guys they like, all that kind of stuff. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have tiers two and tiers one. Those two buckets are going to be discussed. So big week on the show because uh, that is going to be a fun project to let everybody into the process of how the TDN 100, the first one, gets put together. Plan accordingly, everybody. We hope to see you there. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert signing off for Draft Dudes. Thanks to our friends, friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. We hope you have a great Monday, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. 
Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.